also sick. Are you yeah. sick? No, I mean, I th- uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay, all right, cool, but cool, cool, cool. I was not feeling great, but it also might have, I don't know, could have been just a bad day, you know? Just not True. nailing health for a day, but yeah, I feel yeah. okay. I mean, shit happens. Have you seen, uh, or actually, not have you seen, I have a story. I went to the grocery store earlier today, and I have encountered okay. my first pumpkin spice thing of the season. Oh, it's a big day for you always. And so big you decided to wear your pumpkin spice colored shirt. <laughs> That's <laughs> what Lily said too. Recording. It's like, oh, it's a, you're in your pumpkin spice shirt. I'm like, I mean, I've worn this shirt really over the summer. To, uh, we know how to cut deep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I'm nothing, if not on the nose, uh, they, they were Krispy Kreme pumpkin spice assorted donuts. So of course mm. I got a box. Uh, there you, was two of them. I don't know if I know anybody who likes pumpkin spice more than you. I, I mean, I. You're a pumpkin spice. Un- unapologetically freak. love pumpkin, pumpkin spice yeah. stuff. It's a little like early. Usually, I will say it's a little early. <laughs> I like how there's rules to when pumpkin spice can occur, similar yeah. to like Christmas September. music. September. <laughs> September. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it is weird because it is. 90 degrees yeah, yeah <laughs> most of the time shit right now <laughs> september is when it can start well here's the thing starbucks does the uh the pumpkins uh cream cold brew um mm. and it's like a co- and it's a cold brew so you have a cold brew instead of like the regular pumpkin spice latte the old psl and then you hold right. off on the PSLs until october because it's still going until basically november when the christmas stuff comes starts coming out you know, every year I forget just a little bit, and every year you surprise me with how much you are a fall guy. Like you just love the fall. It I'm m- sure I I'm going to start getting into it a little bit more and more as the year. I, I'm. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get invites to pumpkin patches and getting to cinnamon donut oh, I'm, places. I'm going, to, I'm going to guilt everyone into an early morning apple picking fall event. That will be cool. Um, that will, that, yeah, that'll be fun. I'll do it. Yeah, do it once. Do it once. I'll do it. Wake up uh, once on a Saturday. Sue me for wanting to hang out with my friends outdoors. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of the outdoors, Danny, and completely not technological news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is I'm I'm kicking it old school in trying to murder my grass in my yard. Okay, and I'm doing that. Harnessing the power of the sun. Okay, you need to elaborate here because I am very confused. So many questions. I covered my backyard in plastic and the sun is murdering the grass beneath it so I can put like less stupid shit in my yard instead of just grass. So that's been a pretty big deal for me. Cool. Uh, Basically, it looks like I have a kill room out there. (laughs) (laughs) um or just like someone who really loves a slip and slide yeah yeah i mean could be both could be both could be both that's fine what what is uh i guess what are you trying to accomplish here i'm trying to literally murder everything in the dirt up to about eight to 12 inches so that then i can use all of that as effectively just like organic matter 
and then put new stuff on top of it. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you're, yeah. it's like reset to rebuild, basically. Yeah, you're like sterilizing. I'm sterilizing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm like saying gotcha like I know what that is and I have heard of that phrase before. You know, Danny, what I've, what I've learned is uh, I never knew how much stuff I would have to learn. Uh, and Sounds then as like the it, more yeah. the more adult your life becomes, the more you're like, really? I got to learn about all this shit now? I never needed this. I'm 33. Now I got to learn about when to, when to plant things like I'm a freaking farmer in the, the, the dust bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, I got a, a, t- a taste of that with some of the plants that we planted, um, a couple of months ago, and I got my first uh, three uh, cayenne peppers, and I still got hey. some more growing. Um, I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm getting something out of it now, but it's like, okay, this was like my trial summer before mm-hmm. next year I like really lean into, lean into it um, just so I can like, you know, hit the classic, like, I'm growing my own produce and saving some cash by spending $150 on 50 cents of produce a season, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... The amount of leafy greens I throw out a year, yeah, um, or it's compost, it, it, it is it is nearly impossible to get through as many leafy greens as you think you're going to. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like sometimes I just think, want like, like a couple see, of butter leaf, you know, lettuce. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's like, oh, I'll I'm gonna have salads for two weeks with all this, and then you're like, I didn't have one salad. I forgot entirely. It's gone. <laughs> And it's like, oh, I got to prep all of this. And it's like multiple things I got to prep. And I'm like, ah, but the cheeseburger's like one pan. Um, yeah. No, no. Or and the, that's why. That's, that's ramen noodles. Yeah. Just make it easy. <laughs> um, speaking of easy, easy. Uh, this is the DMGT podcast. And we're easy in the sense of we'll, spo- we'll sponsor your thing. We'll, we will. We'll talk Absolutely. about whatever. We're mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're a podcast. And I'm one of the hosts, Spencer. Yeah. And I'm the other one of the hosts, Danny. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't even have to pay. Like, you can send us your shit, and we'll yeah, just we'll do it for it. free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, everyone's a sellout, 100%. There is no not selling out anymore. That's been something wild. The more we live, the more every single person's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll take the money. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've also realized that, like, what are we acting cool for for what reason i ain't i ain't cool what was i mean what were we doing it like in the 90s when like selling out and that was not cool and stuff like okay but okay but why who cares why does that matter to you so much why does that matter to me so much it was the last gasp i know of (laughs) our true artistic freedom and liberties um (laughs) oh man so an easy podcast to sponsor or or ask us to sponsor your items or advertise absolutely Um, content like this most weeks most weeks most weeks sometimes worse and sometimes like maybe like once a quarter you get a really good one yeah you get a really good fiscal quarter yeah yes (laughs) when the yeah yeah when our freaking numbers come in baby we are hot that day we are hot that day. <laughs> Look, it's it's we're it's the we're like we're in the dog days of the summer. We're in we're literally in the dog days. It is August. <sighs> uh, I mean, that's what Florence says. But they're not over yet. Yeah, they're not. They'll be over soon. Uh, this week we're talking about Spencer. 
the PS5, uh, you know, is releasing the beta. And one thing that they're adding to the beta is some updates to cloud game streaming. Cloud streaming. All the fuss that they were making about the Activision Blizzard stuff. I, I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious. Like, it, it had to happen. They had to create an offering. Um, so... There's a beta out there. Some people are getting invites. Not us. PlayStation, Sony. What the hell? Pretty uh, weird. Pretty weird. Uh, kind of rude. Uh, but there's some interesting things there that makes maybe Project Q their their upcoming handheld um, a little a little less weird, even though still weird. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Baldur's Gate three has I feel like over the last week and a half just taken over games media. It's chugging along. And some would say Diablo who? Zelda who? Oh, okay, I don't I don't know if I'd go that far. Um but I think we got to talk about this. It's not on the PlayStation yet, um but it's ha- it's had a massive launch on PC and we might have ourselves our first actual true contender to game of the year against uh Tears of the Kingdom and I think we need to talk about that a little bit because it's there's a bunch of stuff that we can get into around like turn-based combat and why it's popping off now. I think mm. there's some similarities to Elden Ring popping off last year, just based on like the landscape of gaming and what's been popular uh, around the time. And it's like heavily Dungeons and Dragons. It's literally dun- Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, not heavily. Game. It is. It, it straight is up is that official. Uh, license i have played a couple of larian uh, studios games in the past on pc so uh there's some insights i can also share about that and then just whatever else we we rip off riff off um towards the end of the episode it might be a little bit shorter it might not we'll see we always say it's going to be one length and it never is what, so, we're never right uh okay. danny so honestly i think with the cloud game streaming stuff you know it's i don't really yet care that much about streaming games. I don't need to play that many different games. Like I haven't really gotten to that point in my gaming career. Yeah. Where like, I'm like, I I really do need to play every game available to me and I need to play them wherever I am. (laughs) Uh, So I like that it's happening because yeah, maybe it'll make the project Q easier to use. Like if there's a way to, do that with this streaming um though doesn't seem like they're talking about that part of it yet but that's just the thing about cloud streaming to me for gaming it just i know that that's where we're going but i'm like i don't play enough games to ever really think like i need i need it this way <laughs> it's a little bit to me it's a little bit less about the access to i mean that's part of it too right like access to a lot of these games um but this, this specifically, what we're talking about here is an actual full-on games-as-a-service uh, product that Sony's offering, a la Game Pass cloud right. streaming. So this isn't you have an Xbox and then you can stream through PlayStation Network the games because that already exists. You can already do that on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. This is straight up on your phone or on an app or something, you will be able to stream without the need of a console, uh, without one directly in your home or anything like that. That's Then that's I've what horribly this is. misunderstood what this yes. was. Yeah, so this is straight up. I mean, obviously, it's on the PS5. That's why the test exists, and that's why this is the beta. Uh, but it's like the new streamlined service um, 
that they're trialing out before they go into full launch is effectively what this is. And why I think this is, is mm. interesting is because in that, when, when I put it like that, or when you look at it like that, now it's like, okay, there's an offering here that potentially can actually be a real competitor to Game Pass. And considering that the uh, Project Q, their handheld or weird Wii U controller version um, for the PS5 is coming out soon, if they make this available on that device, suddenly it's a little less weird. It's still weird. I still am not super still on the fence about it. But if I don't have to have my PS5 enabled or on and it doesn't have to connect to my PS5 and I can just... Because I'm a PlayStation Plus Premium subscriber, I can just cloud stream on the go, like on an airplane or whatever. I mean, probably not that to that extent because that Wi-Fi sucks. But like, you know what I mean, on the go mm-hmm. uh, or anywhere else. Now it's a little bit more interesting. Now it's a little bit more interesting for people that don't have a PS5. Is is what I'm saying. Um, and that's that's where like I think this is potentially cool. How? Here's the thing. I I, I maybe we should do this test because I I'd want you. I would like to see you try um, like remote play on your phone some sometime soon. Just anywhere, even in your. Oh in your no, own I've home. done it. I've done it on on my uh, iPad and on my phone in it, my own home. It has gotten so much better than when it first came out because I don't when, normally do when's it. When's the last time you did it? Literally last night. Oh, okay. Because I haven't done it in like six months. Oh no, it's significantly better now. Like it's actually it's actually playable. And like a year ago, it wasn't. It didn't feel that good. Like in bed with my like I have this this eight uh, bit though controller with like a clip for my phone. I've been playing mm-hmm. uh, that store in bed. Hell and yeah! It, we're, and it's like it's it's almost feels like I'm playing it directly natively on my phone. That's pretty crazy. So I'm like, okay, so now I'm like, okay, this tech is improving over on PlayStation, which kudos to them. I have to try out like a God of War or something a little bit more graphically intensive. Yeah. Um, but I was doing Diablo. I mean, I was doing Diablo when it launched for a little bit and it was working yeah. pretty well. It just, I think the control the other was thing, a little clunky. So like, because I think like the most useful version of this uh, for me is how do you get this to work good on hotel Wi-Fi? That's like you got to get that optimized, like to do it in the places where you are when you would want to do this. Yes, because like if you're like on your bus to school, you know, like well, okay, if I guess buses might have hotspots now. I don't know, but like well, you know, if your yeah. phone's a hotspot and then you have your Project Q, like you'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, if you if you just do it over over cellular data, like I have, to, that's that's the one thing I haven't tried yet. I think I'm gonna do that next. Uh, I, that's probably gonna be the next YouTube video. Actually, I've been like somehow for some reason something happened in the last week where I'm like playing it and I'm like, oh, actually, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. So I'm gonna start tr- doing some some bunch of tests before I make a video on it because I want to compare it to like Game Pass and compare it to yeah. Um, I think. Amazon or Netflix also have some games streaming now as well. Yep, 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 yep. So I might give that a go, see how that looks. Um, and then GeForce Now on NVIDIA. I think I would just sign up for like a trial or something um, for for the PC side of, of it on the go. Because 
if it's, you know, serviceable. I just need it serviceable on mobile cellular data. And if it's like we can compare it at there, then it's like, okay, all right, I'm starting yeah. to see some of the value here. Um, yep. Even if I'm not myself personally on the go all the yeah. time as often yeah. to like really make this like a necessity for me. Um, but just like I, I I've, have felt directly the uh, improvements over the last year, I think, with uh, remote play specifically, uh, just because that's just what I use, that I'm interested in this now. Just, just more so from like a uh, technical curiosity standpoint rather than mm -hmm. like, oh, this is a cool thing that I want to like consume now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 <sighs> we'll see, you know, and also data caps. I'm still just the thing. I just get so down <laughs> on all of this because... <laughs> I'm just like, well, shit, if you're going to make me use more Wi-Fi, <laughs> like, like, uh, or, or my hotspot, which, like, I didn't have Wi-Fi for a couple days when I moved, and so I was using my hotspot. Yeah. The hotspot only is, like, for your phone. They're like, no, no, you get it for, like, a second. Yeah. And yeah. then you get 3G, basically, <laughs> like, where you can't load a website. Well, you like, wouldn't have to, you'd have to do it directly on your, on your phone rather than, like, making your iPad the... And doing the hotspot thing. Oh, no, yeah. I'm saying, like, doing it on my... F oh, directly on your phone versus a hotspot. Gotcha. Yes, Sorry. Yes yes, 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 yes. I was also thinking like, of the Project Q. If the Project oh. Q doesn't have a wireless or, you know, a phone card, um, SIM card. Yeah. Which, maybe it will. Who knows? We don't know shit about it. We don't it. know. We don't know shit about it. We don't know anything <laughs> like, about it. Have we not, not that learned hard to anything put a SIM card in. <laughs> People are screaming about uh, this Red Dead uh, Redemption uh, port that uh, Rockstar just announced yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, we're, uh, we, the rumors, everything said it was a remaster or a remake potential. It's like, yeah, there were rumors. So we yeah. don't know. We don't know shit. Well, then, <laughs> we and then, everybody, things get then everybody got pissed. They're like, wait a second. You're going to resell us the same game just without it being remastered for this amount of money on Switch? And then the CEO was like, uh, that is correct <laughs> like he's like yeah yeah we're gonna see if you fuckers will buy this game now <laughs> look man uh bethesda released skyrim like six times and i bought it four of those six times so yes um probably someone suckers. will they'll, someone yeah. someone yeah. loves red dead enough that they're gonna do it and also it's like <sighs> value of a video game i think is 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 in a strange place like how do you tie a value to a the video thing. game i played the most this year is vampire survivors and, and it's that's free. a free that's a free and one i just gave them four dollars for their two download packs dlc packs worth that's it. it totally worth it four bucks play the thing for hundreds of hours <laughs> totally worth it see there you go um that's what i'm saying like what what is value of a video game uh on the switch it's like okay i get it but also like if you've never played it before, it's like okay, just treat it like it's a new game because also guess what? All your all the Switch games look like those those PS3 graphics anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it's like really what do. what what difference do you can can you tell? You know what difference is it to you? I mean, um, it's it's so crazy uh, watching like um, tech reviews of Switch games because like all of them are just like it's like they're walking around like grandma who's like <laughs> not with it anymore. <laughs> And they're just being like, they're like, you're doing such a good job for how old you are. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. can't believe you're even still walking around. <laughs> Look at how many Pikmin you have on the screen. You're doing great. Oh, I'm your son. 
I'm your son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go back to back to your room, Grandma. I'm your son. I'm not your. <laughs> That's effectively oh, what the tech reviews of Pikmin Four are like. Across the board, they're just like we have to just say like, wow, but it still looks like shit compared to everything else. <laughs> but they're like for for the Switch. I mean, come on. I think at this point, stop talking about like unless unless the performance is absolute dog shit. I don't I don't care about the technical performance of a video game on a Switch anymore because we already know what it is. We already know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But I think they're, they're it's just is like the game just, is the game worth it. Does the game make up for it is really the only but I question think the that thing matters is, at this point. The thing that they're these like late developed games of the Switch lifecycle, they're really trying to I mean like it's it is crazy that also Tears of the Kingdom is such a good game that almost no one talks about how it is the choppiest fucking frame rate, like almost constantly. It is that I was literally, I got to make a video like you're hearing it here first. If you don't see this on TikTok, whenever you listen to this, uh, my, I just finished, I'm just finishing uh Pokemon Scarlet um, that I just picked up because I had like a game voucher on, on the switch when I bought the uh, tears of the kingdom. I finally got around to it and I'm like, uh, I think people shit on this game a little too much on the, on the technical performance side, because this performs about the same as Tears of the Kingdom does. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good bar. It's not a good bar, but it's also like, okay, we maybe yeah. people were angry, screaming about the performance here a little bit too much because there's also objectively more things happening on the screen of a Pokemon Scarlet game. Slightly lower resolution and polygon count, but objectively there are more things moving and and happening yeah. on yeah. on any at any I mean, given time, it, it is truly crazy how like every review for Tears of the Kingdom will mention, but the way that they like mention that every time you pick up anything with with Super Hand, you will chunk your frame rate <laughs> that entire time, <laughs> and like the way that all of the reviews are like, yeah, and okay, there's an occasional dip. Yeah, on, it's not occasional. It is. And I'm all like, the no, time. it's every time. It's, it's every time, time you grab. Anything. Anything. It's all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, it's more of a testament how good the game is that everyone's just like, yeah, we're I just going to live with it. Thing. We're just going to yeah, live with I it. I think that's like... Whereas that's like, like, I think most <laughs> Nintendo games at that level aren't really getting away with it anymore. That's why Pokemon got shit on so much. Yeah. I think the, the problem is, like, it is tough to find video game discourse that isn't much like you know like music uh review discourse and movie review you start actually reading long-form reviews and you see how much the companies that are allowing the review to happen are influencing what's being said in the review yeah you know you like take the first four uh the first four sentence of any like music review It'll basically be exactly what they want you to say. And then the review is usually right around those points back to back to back. And I think with video game reviews, when they get to like technical specs or uh, basically the consensus happens and then people don't really like talk about it more than what the other reviews are talking about it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like first in sets the tone. Yeah. (laughs) And then a lot of reviews will just kind of follow that because if I was reviewing Tears of the Kingdom and I had not looked at any reviews of Tears of the Kingdom objectively, and I'm and I don't care about Zelda, if I just was doing that, I would be like, hey, like this thing is choppy as hell. Great game. 
but that's but a big part of it. Like, yeah. and it's it's always so interesting to see what games are allowed to be that and what games aren't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all it's also subjective, man. It is the thing like I mean, just with all the arts, but like there is definitely a common uh, thread there. Uh, but it's like. I mean, even to like uh, remove the potential, like, oh, it's just the Nintendo bias or the bump that they get. It's like, no, lo- let's look at uh, Jedi Survivor. Absolutely demolished at launch from reviews on its technical performance. One of the best selling uh, Star Wars games. And it's now like highly reviewed and highly, like, it's, it's a positively viewed game after X amount of patches. Right, yeah, so you like, know what's crazy though, it's still pretty choppy. <laughs> like, I just finished it like uh, last week, late last week, uh, and I was like noticing, like, I was like, yeah, there was a lot of choppiness in that game. Um, still I th- really good. I but. think that I think that that also brings up the argument or the the talking point of like, how much does performance actually matter to gamers then? That's the, it just, I think it's always what type of game is being played. Yeah. And what does the performance do to the enjoyment of the game? Yes. And I think with like Jedi Survivor, I think early like, on, it definitely did not help. Early on, right now, I would say like you're going to get some choppiness in cutscenes uh, and transitions to okay. and from them a little bit, some frame stutter. Um, I think there's some moments where the lighting, you could like, doesn't seem to, resolve correctly yeah like uh every once in a while sometimes like some of the shading i'm like i get a little and i have this same problem with the last game sometimes like the way that they shade you know the environmental clues are too similar and that kind of same thing here um at least for me but also i'm like really blind and have trouble perceiving lights and colors a little bit so you know uh but the, for the most part, it's like relatively solid. Most of the combat's solid. Occasional stutters here and there. But the thing that I'm most upset about, Danny, and maybe we'll talk about this off mic, is there is one of the craziest difficulty spikes of any game that I've played like this year. That that seemed to be the consensus online, and it was. I went I went at it for like an hour straight. And I'm I'm talking like chunks of playing for like three minutes. Yeah. So like I'm saying like thirty times, forty times I tried. <laughs> Brutal, Danny. It's a great game though. I really yeah. did enjoy it. But it's a sixty dollar game. I finished it, and I'll probably never play it again. I mean, most games I think people treat that yeah. way. So yeah, that's cool. That's chill. Um, which leads us, I think. Last last point. I do think that performance, especially frame rate and frame consistency can impact gameplay mm-hmm. so like i think an, a 60 fps experience impacts gameplay and how you play a video game versus i'm thinking about like playing hollow knight at 60 fps versus 30 fps on the switch it's it 100 impacted the way i approached combat because i knew that the frame timing was going to be slightly yep. different than yeah. how i was playing that on pc and that's when like I first yeah played it. when you're playing a hyper sensitive yes. platformer yeah like you need every frame you can get like fps is i i would say even like a, an elden ring or a god of war action games like that the heavy combat games and yeah. things like that so uh yeah anyways 
that that could be a debate forever. But yep. this leads us into this week's sponsor. Um, <laughs> hey, if you go, if you shop on Amazon and you go to... Oh, yeah, uh, we're our sponsor. <laughs> we're our sponsor, Spencer. Go to uh, the DM, uh, Amazon.com slash shop slash the DMGT. We have some, you know, little, little. Just like buy stuff through our links. Just buy please. stuff through our links, please. please. We get a little bit of kickback, and you guys get the stuff that you want, and we get a little bit of kickback. You know, it helps us yeah. out a little bit. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Baldur's uh, Gate three. Baldur's Gate three. Danny, uh, I didn't want to preface uh, you with this conversation because I actually think. Ooh. Danny, I need your help. I'm at oh, a crossroads. Man. Okay, all right. I was I thinking like about this. this, and this is why I didn't want to talk to you about it before we started recording. I'm at a crossroads, Danny, and I need you to help me decide that I can play a turn-based RPG. Okay. Like, that's what I... So, because Baldur's Gate 3, it's in so many of my wheelhouses of things I like. Yes. But I'm I've and I've watched a ton of stuff about it, like playthroughs, game footage, no commentary, with commentary, reviews, like just seeing it. And every time I'm like, man, all this is sounding oh, you're talking about freaking mind flyers? Okay, hell yeah, dude. Let's go to the fucking nest. Like, uh, cause I'm a huge D D nerd through novelizations only. Okay. <laughs> Don't play the Very game. Specific. Never have. But I have read 40 R.A. Salvatore books that are all within the Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So dozens and dozens of series, which are effectively just D&D campaigns. Yes. <laughs> um, novelized. So the thing that I keep coming back to is I'm like, do I turn-based? So talk to me about why I shouldn't be upset about turn-based or scared. It seems okay. overwhelming. This is, this is good because this is a great way to position and talk about turn-based combat. Um, when you say turn-based, what are you envisioning in your head? Explain to me what you are seeing. Pokemon battles. Okay. So literally go, like I menus. Go, you go, I go. You're, you're, yeah, so it's like that will be true, but you're thinking about the actual function and motions of like, I, I'm in a menu, select the menu thing, select the menu thing, select the menu thing, and then repeats right. basically, right? Okay, so uh, Larian Studios has figured out a really cool and immersive way of approaching that problem in a way that is a little bit more dynamic than menus. Because yes, in on one hand, it is a little point and clicky, but so um, like they've been they've been and they've been making games in that format with this that style of uh, turn-based combat right. since uh, Divinity. They made Divinity: Original Sin and Divinity: Original Sin Two. Uh, the second of which I played on PC and is fantastic. I highly recommend. But the way that they structure this is uh, how familiar are you with like tactic-based uh, video games as well? Like a similarly vaguely vaguely. I think I played one of them on like the xbox era whichever one there was a tactical base game that i liked a lot okay um, i forget what okay. it's called one but it was only one so the way that combat is approached in this game and the way that larian studio studios does turn-based combat is a little bit more interactive in the sense that it feels like you're playing a game of chess per per encounter um but 
through movements on the screen. You're not mm-hmm. selecting menus. You're like, if I go here, they're probably going to come in this way. Um, kind of like a tower defense type situation. Um, a little bit of that tactics, but it's technically turn-based because you go and then they go and then you go. Um, but the way that that works is cool because you can start setting up a, like area of effect strategies mm. and environmental strategies that isn't this isn't a pokemon experience this is straight up a little bit more immersive a little bit more uh, strategic um unlike if i move this chess piece over here and then they i have to think about like what they're potentially going to do so maybe i sacrifice someone over here where i can like gauge what abilities they might be using and then I could start setting up whatever build I'm I'm working on. So it's it kind of is in between a Diablo style gameplay where it's a little bit more real time, um, but instead of like just constantly mashing, like like just constant mashing, because that's really what you're doing. You're like cycling through button inputs, like right, right, like right. like a crazy person almost. Yeah. You basically take that and just like tone it down as such. You just like hey, slow it down a little bit. And actually think about the inputs that you're doing before you do them, because there are more real consequences to screwing up. So, because if you so, screw up, you lose. So like, so that's the thing. Like, for whatever reason, my sticking point is always that feels pretty adult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that feels that's like fair, yeah. a lot of responsibility. <laughs> that that feels like a lot of decision making. Uh, and sometimes I'm like, is that going to be fun or is it going to be something that feels not fun? And then by that point, I'm like, well, I'll get them next time. I'm just, you know, it's too late. That's fair. Everyone's That's already fair. too into it, you know, but I, I don't know. I'm considering trying it, trying it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to get it on the PlayStation five because my GPU is still dead and I don't have a job <laughs> to replace it. Um, and then we'll do our, our game sharing. You can pick it up because I think I just everything that I've seen about this game so far, I'm like, oh, this is uh, really cool. Um, some people are calling it the best RPG of all time. People are really excited about it. And I'm like, I love RPGs. Like I, I not all RPGs, but I am a little bit more like this. This is like my niche in gaming, where I'm like, I'm really into. I'm super into like the Pokemon games. Obviously, I'm into like the Dragon Quest games, which are much more traditional, like menu clicking than like going through all of that. Uh, but I've done like action RPGs and more like semi action, semi turn based. RPGs like the Tales series is uh, very much like that. I think uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is is like that as well. But I personally really enjoyed Divinity Original Sin 2. And it was like the first time that I encountered turn-based combat like that. And it Mm. felt so different that I do think that you potentially would would be a little bit more receptive to this. Um, But it is totally like it is completely okay if people don't like that. Yeah. Because it is a does much more, um, it's a slower paced style of, of gaming. It's not like super action heavy all the time in the sense that like you're constantly like action and uh, pressing buttons to do combos and stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Danny, would you say the, and this is a CRPG, right? That's what this would be called? Yeah, technically. What does the yeah. C stand for? I click. Yeah. <laughs> is it click? 
character me, RPG. Character RPG. Character RPG. Yeah. Um. So, I feel like the CRPG community is like maybe is it like akin to the ultra nerds of the nerds? Like you know, yeah. it's like if you're like heavy into a CRPG, like that's your that's your jam. I feel like you're a distinguished gamer, and not in like the 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 way of like not uh just in the neckbeard way <laughs> uh but i i literally mean like oh you fucking game like if you're doing a ton of these different games cuz all of these games are like i'm using this game to expand my decision making and yeah yeah this is theoretical it, mathematics in my brain <laughs> this is this is like uh, a different side of um distinguished like someone who gets really deep into like civilization and like right. strategy based games right where i'm like no i'm like really resource managing and like watching all these different things and building out my cities or like uh like a city skyline or like old mm. school sim cities and things like that it's like that frame of thinking in a different genre um think a bit more like these types of games are like this is the friend that like gets really into board games and like are getting into really interesting yeah, that's board not, games. And that there it is. So that's not sell that never sells me. If anybody ever mentions <laughs> think of it like a board game, I'm like, I won't then. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I know where you're going. Like, yeah. like yes, yes. It, learning all the rules and um reveling in the details of understanding these things. That's in that's ways. typically the type of gamer that is is like yeah. that is this. That doesn't mean that it's always that. And the game isn't necessarily like that, but um, yeah. because I mean, technically, like if you if you think about it, in the Silicon Elden Ring was like that too. You had to learn all these different systems and rules, yeah. and you yeah. know, yeah. machinery of like how the game functions. But when I click, the guy swings. <laughs> so I that's what we call it swing. I click it swing. That's what we call goopy gamer brain, which is <laughs> totally okay because games are supposed to be fun. And if something isn't fun for you, don't play it. That's okay. Yeah is always advice to give Danny. Um, the thing I also am very interested in with Baldur's Gate 3 um, is all of the kind of reviews and conversations people seem to be having around how in-depth the choice system is and how different it can make your journey. And I think that's yeah. really cool. Isn't it something like there's hundreds of endings there's Is literally, correct? Uh, I, I don't know about hundreds specifically, but there are variations for sure. There are that many variations, and we're talking literal hundreds of hours, if depending on like how much you uh, of the decisions and the endings you want to explore. But I'm looking it up. Did you did you ever play? Um, God, what's that detective game? Um, shoot, seventeen thousand possible endings. Good God, okay, and then I was <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not all of those can be like truly unique. They've got to be like variations on like similar endings. There's no it's, way in hell. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, I agree with that. But they can't be like game breakingly different. Right. But right, that's kind of right. cool. Where the story might have that much granular detail in terms of what your conclusion looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever play disco Elysium? No. Okay. Damn it. Okay. So this is, <laughs> this is what shoot anyone, anyone that has played it, 
This is like a little bit more gameplay and action oriented than that is, but like similar concept of like decision based and like like dialogue mm. trees that really impact like quest lines and and really immersing yourself into like characters and character work within within the game, um, right. and then expanding on like your abilities and stuff like that. Um, it's uh, goddamn. Disco Elysium is like such a good video game. I think you would really enjoy it I if know. you if you approach this more of like a you need to approach these here here it is you need to approach these like you're approaching the Telltale Telltale games. Yep, yep. I know it's so it's I'm so close, Danny. I'm so close. And where, maybe where, we're hey, gonna it's not we're out gonna yet. It's not out yeah yeah yeah. There's time. There's time. Um, There's always time. It's really cool. I mean, I've never been a. Uh, like I don't know shit about D and D to be honest. Besides, like the twelve sided die, that's literally the extent of my knowledge. Uh, of isn't it Dungeons a twenty sided die? Is it a twenty sided die? <laughs> I don't know. See, there you go. I don't know shit. <laughs> I can tell you about Menzo Baranzan though. <laughs> what is that? That's the uh, the largest drow city, or drow depends on how people say it. Which is Dark Elves, Danny. Obviously. Okay, got it, got it, got it, yeah, got, the, it got it. Come on, the Spider Queen's player? <laughs> You're not <laughs> familiar? No. No? What about Icewind Dale? No, I don't know anything, dude. Literally zero zilch, which Jeez. is why I think so this is interesting So you don't know much about me. Kelvin's Karn, then, do you? Nothing, <laughs> nothing. I don't know how to say any of the words. Karn, That's the crazy Karn, thing about Karn. reading Dungeons & Dragons books. I can't say any of the words. Oh, and I'm sure someone listening here is going to be like, that's not how you say it, Spencer. Oh, yeah. Menzo Baranzan has like three apostrophes in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just straight apostrophes. <laughs> like, like, people are all sorts of names. Wild names. None of them make yeah, any sense. Yeah. And Baldur's Gate is literally like a place in Dungeons and Dragons lore, right? In Forgotten Realms, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, Forgotten Realms specifically. Got it. See? Yeah. There you go. I think, right? I don't know. I don't know, man. Someone knows more than me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, I think. So, what's happening with the like? I, it, it feels like this game is going to have like a really long tail. Like it's going to, it's yes. in, continues to increase in popularity. And as it releases on like consoles, because it's coming out on PS5 on September 6th or something like that. Uh, I think 11th. Uh, 11th. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I took that at face value. You and I really was like, did. wait a minute. You really did. <laughs> wait a gosh darn minute here. Hey, Never. I almost starts. forgot. I almost forgot. I know you really uh, almost did. Jesus. Not allowed to. <laughs> um, and then the Xbox version is in there's no release dates on this yet because they they ran into problems with like making it available on the P, uh, Series S. Um ooh, that's that's starting to backfire and dumb a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh but I think what's happening here is similar to Elden Ring last year, where I think the majority of AAA games and games that have been popularized over the last few years, I think, created a space for Elden Ring to really thrive in 2022. On top of, like, you know, obviously from software, like building and building and building their genre yeah. and the subgenre until, like, it reached this point. A similar fashion, I think uh, these types of RPGs and Larian Studios has been building and building and building quite like sort of 
under the radar and players that have played these games have been real like heavy fans and now it's like there's nothing in the mainstream market that isn't trying to be most most games if it's an action uh, uh mm-hmm. video game it's trying to be a soulsborne yeah it's trying to be a looter shooter and even if it's not either of those things Diablo, I think, is like a good example of like a game that's a little bit different from everything else right now, but it still has like the looter and like the microtransaction aspects of it that people don't typically love. Nothing at this scale is is scratching the itch that I think Baldur's Gate Three is now scratching, and I think people are now yep. like it's like the the positive side of like the different thing because it feels novel. Yeah, yeah, I think I also think like as more people who like us grew up with video games grew up with video games changing dramatically yeah throughout our lives like like um you know basically if you started playing video games even around like the playstation 2 era and like the gamecube era like that's still there's so much change that has happened to just how video games are played and what they are like um what it means to play a video game right yeah and just like yeah and like with the different versions of what a video game means and i think like as more and more people continue to play video games longer into their life because like you know if you think about it uh someone when we were 10 a 30 year old or a 40 year old playing a video game was, was a novelty. Unheard of. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, if you had like a friend's dad who played a video game, you were like, wait, I've been told that you're a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> like, have to, you like, have to age out of this at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I was told that you can't just keep doing stuff you like when you're an adult. <laughs> like, so something's wrong with this dad mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. video games. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes it was true. Well, but, sometimes, uh, yeah. sometimes it wasn't. But, um, <laughs> but I think like since so many more people are doing that, that means just the pool of potential is ever increasing, right? Oh yeah. Because if more people oh, yeah. play video games, there's always new people starting to play video games. So I think that's why we're seeing pops of types of games that would have been probably given a much different budget. Yes. Yes. Uh, in in even even five five years ago, like I don't think Elden Ring happens five years ago no like i just don't think we were all there yet <laughs> no no the market wasn't there yet gaming wasn't there yet hell the Soulsborne formula wasn't there yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that's why I, so it's interesting to see like this one start to kind of get this groundswell and like what was it like eight hundred thousand concurrent players and it just was like climbing and it just keeps consist- climbing insane. and keeps climbing, keeps climbing yeah. um so yeah, I, I think it's it kind of does feel I think it feels like a smaller version of Elden Ring. Because yes, yes. It's only available on like one thing really right now. And Elden that, Ring that's, was like that's the only thing holding it back right now is yeah. that it wasn't like a concurrent release across the board. Yeah. And this so, has been this has been like in alpha or beta for like multiple years now. Like four years. Yeah, it's been it's been a while that like technically you could be playing this game. Yeah. But it's so, also kind of cool that they've been like really receptive to a lot of that early player feedback that were i feel like that part isn't as common anymore either i feel like sometimes you get like an early access and then just they don't change anything really yeah yeah i mean really good early access journeys are so interesting like uh 
No Clips Hades documentary. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like highlighting like the two and a half, three years of early access is like one of the coolest like gaming deep dives um, on an early access being successful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's very I I think I'm going to do it, man. I think you've convinced me. OK. Even though okay. I'm scared of playing video game chess. <laughs> I'm sure someone that's like an actual Baldur's Gate 3 and like D&D fan is like, that's that's a horrible description. But it's like, listen, when you start from zero, when we're starting from zero, which also I am, it's like the blind leading the blind here, too, because mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. I've just consumed a ton of concepts around it. Um, I Something about the, the way I, I got to explore this once the game is out and we'll revisit this at some point in September after we've played it. Something about that dialogue tree scratches a niche for me mm. because some dialogue trees i'm not a fan of like um like i, I didn't really i like the uh the mass i really enjoyed the mass effect trilogy but I, that dialogue tree i was like yeah whatever on um, it's like okay just let me just get get forward here um yeah so you just didn't make a lot of people upset <laughs> <laughs> because it was very good uh critically i know um i don't know just dialogue trees something it's just like okay build me this character or don't because these are like pre-existing like you're establishing some narrative around this character but then you're also giving me freedom to like make different choices here is kind of strange um but like red dead did it too and like i thought they did it a little bit it, mm-hmm. it, it stuck with me a little bit better um, because it was more like decisions that you were making in the world rather than like straight up dialogue tree options. Um, anyways, whatever. That's besides the point. Uh, this one, because you're building, you're like, you are creating, you're actually role playing because yep. you're actually role playing and the world is reacting to that rather yep. than like, here's this narrative that you're on and you can like kind of like, you know, be mean or not be mean, you know? Yeah, no, it's uh, that's some would say that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally the whole thing. There's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's we need to we need to there needs to be some more better defined uh, separation between RPGs needs to happen because Western RPGs, JRPGs, There's, CRPGs, ARPGs, all, everything's bleeding into everything. Yeah, yeah, like that's the problem. It's like. You know, is there a game that comes out that doesn't have light RPG elements? No, they all have it. It's just, they all have it. What's well, like skill and like, I, like I never thought like a Mega Man game was an RPG. It's just like you unlocked abilities and that's it. But technically, those are light elements. Well, just the the fact role playing game. It's like that's every game. Yeah. You're you're literally like taking on the role of the character you're playing on yeah. the screen. So, yeah. um, no, but you know, yeah, you now you, is you there pick, a you're game? Up what I'm putting down is there, Danny, and this is copyrighted, everybody. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so, is there a game called Role Playing Game, and it's where you are a role playing a game? <laughs> I just uh, you know I know I that Google? there's a bread game, but I'm saying just call it RPG game, role playing game game. And it's a role playing a game game. I just Googled role playing game to game. Uh, <laughs> nothing really came out. All right. Well, I'm not seeing like a ton we got of work uh, yeah. to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, we're axing this episode because oh, yeah, this is this now is gold. intellectual property, baby. Um, <laughs> like you get the Pillsbury Doughboy in there in some way. 
know. You know, you know how like a few years ago the like the YouTubers Life Simulator and like all these like other simulators yeah, yeah, yeah. came up where it's like you're role playing like an influencer, you're role playing whatever like not not the lawn mowing stuff but like you know what i'm talking about uh no, lawn mowing simulator is well i guess it is it's real shit i was i was running a business <laughs> <laughs> and i needed new mowers and i needed them now you you had warehouses and employees and and routes and locations and all that uh no but it's it's good i think I mean, I'm just I'm happy to see the success of Baldur's Gate three yeah. because it's just nice to see a different style of game getting popularity and getting the attention that a lot of games deserve. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, is it kind of doing an Elden Ring to Horizon? What wasn't that Elden Ring overshadowed Horizon? Yeah, Zero Dawn. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of doing that to Diablo because everybody's so pissed off at Diablo right now. And here's what I'm going to say. And I will, ha- I will have to say, I will say one thing first, and then you get one thing, okay. and then we're gone. Yes. Uh, but my one thing is, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I've looked at plenty of stuff, and like people seem mad, but I don't really understand it all the way. <laughs> because are you, were you still having fun when you were playing it? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem that different. I think I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I was going to say. That's basically what I was going to say. I'm just so confused about why so many people seem so upset. I mean, look, it didn't it, like all I know is like because I was playing sorcerer, the numbers for my character didn't go up. They went not up. Is is effectively what I saw. I was like, say mm-hmm. down. damn, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if my experience has changed significantly enough. And maybe I'm just not embedded into the diablo gameplay as much and it's like okay but i wouldn't that define most players this is the this is the classic this is the classic um people the one the people that have complaints are more are the more likely to speak up this is the classic and this is true just across this is just how the world works the people that are happy with their game are just playing their game and they're not talking about screaming stuff because they're just playing the game Yep. So you, you it could be a little bit of say, that too. You know, the best possible advertisement for anything is true word of mouth. True word of mouth. Um, don't know if that applies here, but I just heard that once. Um, get rid of the horses in Diablo three. Just make you walk faster. Boom! Solved the whole mount. No, problem. give me a <laughs> freaking flying broomstick, dude. D- or. D- <laughs> just make me go faster i don't know let me see more of the map at once on the on the on the hud yeah i don't know that's it <laughs> otherwise it's just you're literally just branded bat smashing buttons honestly the only thing I, you know what they need you know okay here's my only actual critique i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry matchmaking like the division did it drop in drop out yeah 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 I loved that part of the division because you would just be playing and someone would just start playing with you. And you're like, yeah, oh, and it was freaking awesome. Going to be like, oh, cool. I got some help. Great. That's what dungeons need to be in Diablo 4. That's it. Yeah. Was I saying Diablo 3 this whole time? I think so. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.